Fuck Olive Garden. I tell legal lies. I tell legal lies. Lies, lies, legal lies. I tell legal lies. And legal lies. And legal lies. And ban on drugs. Ban on drugs. And legalized. And welcome back to another episode of Black Law and Legalized. I'm one of your hosts, and you can follow me at I Tell Legal Lies on Twitter. You can follow the show at Black Law Podcast across every social media platform, I think. Yes, I will verify that. <laughs> My name is Dan. I am another one of your hosts. You can find me on Twitter and IG at I am Dan on drugs. And bring it in the rear. It is Afro Becky. You like it in the rear? Hmm. No. Interesting. Mm. No. Wow. Interesting. No. Mm. You sounded really happy about being in the rear. Meaning bring it I'm in last. The mm. mm-hmm. okay. I'm the last one. Mm. So the first thing I'd like to do is I'd like to start oh, off. Oh, shit. By shouting out CJ at the Awakened Soul podcast. I had the opportunity to do his opening segment last week in episode 74, Renegade. Oh, CJ, I wasn't saying all shit about you. Mm -hmm. I thought this was about to be one of these damn Dan's monologue bullshits. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? So anyway, go over there. Check it out. Um, Dope podcast all around episode 74, Renegade. On the Awakened Soul podcast. Wait, it was 74? Yes. Okay. I understand. The, <laughs> I understand the document says 72, but I, I got smart and looked it up. No. <laughs> okay. And another thing I would like, um, so I've been telling some crazy stories here and there on Twitter, stories of my life, true stories that may be unbelievable, right? So, I'm going to need you, Anne, to verify one story with a simple yes or no. Wait, hold up. How would I know? I don't even know you. I'm going to tell you this story, <laughs> and I'm going to just need you to verify. I don't even know you like that. I'm supposed to verify okay. some shit. So, did I take a prostitute to a co-worker's <laughs> wedding? Wait, wait. My heart hurt. Wait. Okay. So... Was she really a prostitute? I thought she was something like the agent. Nah, the bitch was a prostitute. She was prostituting too? Well, she dressed like a prostitute. Yes. She actually looked like a prostitute that day. And her right. pimp came and got her because she had rode with mm-hmm. me and Earl from the job. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were supposed to be riding back together. Mm. And she said, can you take me to your truck so <laughs> I can get my jacket because my ride's here? Yeah, she had work to do. And mm. in the story, I also told about uh, Miss Mary, the old lady that didn't have a filter that said, this is the reason I don't come down here anymore. Look at these whores walking around with no clothes on. So uh, said, uh, Miss Mary, she works with us. I don't care who she is. She looks like a whore. I said, man, you cannot write that shit. Uh, you can't. And you know what's funny? It's true. The freaking stories that we tell on this show, real life. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, there's your verification. Uh, Becky, Is that the only story 
You needed verification on? No, I'm going to need verification every week, but I can't tell y'all ahead of time. <laughs> the stories, what stories that you're going to tell. Oh, okay. Oh. So, uh, today what we're going to discuss is minimum wage. But before that, let's let's take the let's back up a little bit to last week. Mm. I want to say that I am proud of Everyone who got out there and voted. True. Now, they want to say, oh, not enough people got out. We didn't get the Senate. Bullshit. People turned out in record numbers numbers. for this uh, midterm election. They placed absentee ballots off the charts. Largest voter turnout. I'm going to be like Donald Trump right now. Bigly. Biggest. Best midterm voter turnout in American history. Yeah. Just biggest. And Bad. they turned around, and uh, I thought Stacey Abrams lost, and they and turned around. And we still got shit going on with Stacey Abrams and Gillum. Really? Wait, I thought Gillum conceded. Yeah, he did. But here's the here's the shit. They are less than point two percent, point two five percent. Yeah, something I believe like forty thousand or something like the, that. The 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 margin between them are it's so small. That by law, there has to be a recount. Problem is, well, not problem. It's a good problem to have. Issue is, there are ballots that still are not counted. Oh. Mm-hmm. In Broward County, oh, no less. Goodness. Which is like a bastion of Democrats. So mm-hmm. there are like, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong out there in the world, there are absentee ballots and mail-in ballots. That have not been counted. So, as I said, by law, because the margin is below a certain um, below a certain percentage, there is an automatic electronic recount. It's not a hand recount. So, but as I said, there's still balance ballots that are left to be counted. So Gillum did concede, but now he's backtracking. There are um, like you can do that. Oh hell yeah! Because you can concede and then not concede, right? You or can, unconcede. You can what what his um people are saying was they were not aware of the amount of votes that were still left to be counted. Uh-huh. So they're like, "Damn that concession shit! Uh-huh. We in this." And he's gone out and gotten like this high powered Washington electoral attorney and uh there it's about to be 2000 all over again was that 2000 bush gore 2000 yep we talked about that last week yeah man it's about and not only in the race for governor rick's got all kinds of he shook up because that senate race as well is being recounted Jesus, man and they already claiming Voter, voter fraud. Exactly right. And you know who, who's saying who, it? Who, you know who, who said it? The Republicans. I figured it would be the Republicans. It's so wait. So here's the crazy thing. Your president is like all blabbing all over his mouth talking about thousands voter fraud. of <laughs> illegal Mexicans. <laughs> yes. Talking about voter fraud. So um old boy was Marco Rubio. Yeah. He's like, um, he's come out with a statement talking about the only people that are going to get hurt are the people of the state of Florida because now there are partisan lawyers involved and all the partisans, the partisan lawyers are not worried about the vote being counted. 
they're worried about their clients vote mm -hmm. being counted you know votes for their client being yeah. counted so i can i can but one thing that. i have to say i'm glad we don't have the chat mm. well you heard that rhyme yeah i'm i'm so happy that we don't have to worry about the hanging chat mm -hmm. or the bubble chat or chad the the barber no chads fuck chat <laughs> yes. wait, wait hold on what the fuck is a chat did you I wasn't paying attention. I'm sitting here trying to find out what I was talking about. 2000, Bush Gore. The recount? Oh, yeah. Who the fuck was Chad? Chad. Oh, my God. Well, the Chad was the term for... See, Florida used to have this punch system. Vote like the card. Uh-huh. They didn't have electronic. So it was almost like a, a scan. I remember those computer cards. They used to have the little um, cutout holes in it. Like the test? Right. Well, no, not the bubble, because we used to have the Scantron bubble. Oh, okay. But they had a punch the, com out. the computer cards. They used to have the punch. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Florida had a punch system where that's how you actually voted, and then the computer read the voting card. For the punches, yeah. So when they did the recount, remember some of the little uh, the things little that were punched out? The little punched all the way right. out. Yeah, so I it was like that. a bubble chat. A hanging Chad, you know, Chad was a little piece of paper that was punched out. Yeah. Speaking of this election, I want to issue a retraction or a correction from oh. last week. Oh, you're retracting things. This is from Dale Cameron Lowry on Twitter. And he says, great show. Just wanted to note that Gore did go to the Supreme Court in 2000 mm -hmm. in Bush v. Gore. The Supreme Court stopped the recount. Yep deciding the election in favor of George Bush. Mm -hmm. The next day, Al Gore conceded. Mm -hmm. I think we initially said Al Gore did not take it to the Supreme Court. Yep. He just conceded. No, he did. Mm -hmm. So, yes, sometimes we get shit wrong, but and, that's okay. It's a legal lie. thank you, Dale. Yeah, I appreciate shout, that. Shout to Dale, man. Right, we, we say all the time, keep us honest. Now, this week, uh, we're going to talk about minimum wage. The reason I wanted to talk about it is because in my segment over at the Awaken Soul podcast, I was talking about people, minorities working two and three jobs trying mm -hmm. to make ends meet mm -hmm. and having to use to rely on government assistance. Mm -hmm. So I figured that'd be a great topic for this week. So let's just dive right into it now. Right. Becky. Okay. Right. Becky, can you tell us or tell the people, because I already know this well, shit. good for you. I, mm. I really don't. Um, mm. What is the Fair Labor Standards Act? Woo -woo. The Fair Labor's, Labor Standards Act, mm. or the FLSA. Right. Um, it is a piece of legislation that was passed in 1938. What, what? And is one of the most important laws for employers to understand since it sets out a wide array of regulations dealing with employees. Right. So when you say that, you have to say that FLSA as amended because it yes. has been amended. Yes, it has been amended several, several times, times since it was originally issued. Correct. Yeah, because they basically said you can't. Kanye West, he trying to get rid of that <laughs> amendment that said you can't have slaves and then the trap doors. They building in the trap doors, fam. <laughs> that bitch crazy. Thank you, Kanye. He is so he he. That's you know what. This is a sidebar. Kanye West is a fucking retard. Yeah, now, in that case, I normally do not speak in pejoratives 
I don't. And I normally do not allow these words to flow out of my mouth. But he a fucking retard. He really is. So, uh, so the FLSA sets minimum wages mm-hmm. federally. Right. Um, so your state could have a different minimum wage mm-hmm. that's higher than the federal but minimum wage, lower. but never lower. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it also lays out rules for classifying people as exempt and non-exempt. Right, right. And hey, what do you mean exempt? What's exempt? Exempt is an empl- a person who does not get overtime. Right, not subject to overtime. Hmm. So they also set out how much overtime is. Mm-hmm. Time and a half, bitches. Yep, time and a half. Um, and they have um, also set what is classified as a work day. Right. So there's several, like I said, regulations and standards that are in this act. Right. And those are the most important or the key, those are the key highlights of the FLSA? That and it also, it restricts your employer's restrictions. Like your employer cannot restrict you from gathering. Protesting? Well, not protesting, but from collectively bargaining. Right. Collective bargaining agreements. They can't, right. And they also can Okay, hold on. Talk to me like I'm... Three, a collective bargaining agreement. That's like a union. Basically, right. like you band together and you bargain for certain benefits. Um, also, uh, child labor is right. also covered, um, that's covered that in bullshit. FLSA. Man, that's <laughs> that bullshit. My, my family's, our philosophy is, nigga, if you can eat, you can All work. children can work. And something else important that it does that... Um, we want to put out there. It also tells what your employer can and cannot stop you from speaking about at work. Like pay secrecy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like your employer cannot tell you you can't talk about what you make. Also, it defines what is an employee. Exactly. If you're an employee or a, or a, a contractor. Independent contractor. Right. Correct. So, so basically, if you're working for Uber, the FLSA does not. Cover your ass. Wait, so can a six-year-old drive for Uber? <laughs> you know what? A six-year-old can't drive. Shut up. Man, that ain't what a uh, homeboy said. He said, I like doing bad <laughs> shit with my hood rat friends. That's what he said. Milton Bradley. That's what oh, he Milton said. Milton something. Okay, that's it? Yep. All right, here's one of my key questions. Why do waiters and waitresses, servers, why don't they make minimum wage? So they have a minimum wage of they make tip, they do make minimum wage they make but tipped minimum wage yes. is what it's called. So what the tipped minimum wage is is two dollars and thirteen cents per hour. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if they get tips, what's supposed to happen is that if their um, combined hourly two thirteen wage plus their tips don't meet the minimum, minimum federal yeah federal mm-hmm. minimum wage of 725 the employer is supposed to make up that supposed difference to cover it right okay and what is the logic behind the tipped minimum wage because historically waiters and waitresses make tips so basically what the government said was okay 
if your employer pays you seven twenty five, and then over the course of a night you make five hundred dollars in tips, you'd be making an ass pocket full of money. So in order, see, it's kind of, it's kind, it's something like it's kind of sort of like, but it it is so that just the logic is to even out the expense, the overhead expense as far as the employer is concerned. Because your patron is actually helping to pay you. So the employer can keep lower costs that would allow you to go out and enjoy these this food or whatever. Hmm. What's what's tipping now? What's the percentage? Right? 18 to 25. Jesus Christ. So think about that. So a ten dollar meal is gonna cost me twelve fifty if I'm generous. Now here and here's the thing. So that's you. For your particular meal. So take a restaurant that might have, what, 100 tables, right? Mm-hmm. And say four people per table, right? And so you run up like a $100 bill. That's $25. Okay. And that's just for the hour that you spent in there. So, let so me... multiply that by patrons coming in to your restaurant from, say, 1130 a.m., yeah. To 9 p.m. or till 10 p.m. So think about that. Now, let me ask this question before we get further into tips, right? Are waiters and waitresses considered employees, they hourly are. employees? They yes. are. Do they get health coverage and shit like that? They would if if it's offered by the company. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, so how do we feel about tipping versus just paying a flat either minimum wage or an acceptable livable wage. How do we feel about that? Becky. I'm on the fence about it. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, I am pro employee. I would like to have a, a, a minimum, a higher minimum wage than seven twenty five an hour. However, I do see um, how it can create a hardship on the employer in order to meet that. So like I said, I'm in the middle. And wait, what's the question? How do you feel about tipping versus paying minimum wage or an acceptable hourly wage? I honestly think if we flipped the situation and started paying waiters and waitresses, wait staff, servers, minimum wage, that would be a revolt. Because honestly, these people make, I actually have a client who is a waiter and he's a he's a waiter at several fine dining restaurants in the city, Galatoire's, Antoine's, X, Y, and Z. And he makes he like that no nigga named Antoine's restaurant. <laughs> Antoine's. Man. He makes about eighty thousand dollars. See, I'm gonna tell you in a year. And that is because lies. Well, let me finish. That's because they actually got a percentage of wine that they sold. They received a percentage of other things as well. So they got commissions, kind of. Almost, mm-hmm. right. And so, like I said, it all depends on the restaurant. But if you if you are in good with a particular fine dining restaurant, you can make killer money. Now, it's tough on your body because, you know, being a server... But in most of these fine dining restaurants, they tag team tables. You know, there's a busboy who's busting the table. You have the the main 
server and then you have his assistant server. So it's it's really and what's crazier about that whole tipping situation. I don't feel bad for the servers. Who I feel bad for is the kitchen staff because, you know, that's what I was about to say. It is illegal to tip them. It's illegal to share tips with them as well. Like even if you have a situation where you're pooling tips, it's only for front of the house, bartenders, servers. Right. They had this case in the 80s about that. And then that's what restaurants was doing. They were splitting the tips and then. No, most of the time the management was was taking the tips. Yeah, but someone stepped in and said, kitchen staff, no. So here's the problem with waiters and waitresses getting all these tips and making seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year. The average cook, he makes about Mm -hmm. ten to twelve dollars an hour. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not talking fine dining. I'm just talking about the average cook makes ten to twelve dollars an hour. If that he's the one that's preparing his food. That's right. All the waiter and waitress does is come, picks Delivered it up, and it. takes it to the table, and they're making $60, $70 a night, and, and the cook's about making $10, $12 an hour. The other kitchen people in the kitchen, the people who are actually washing the dishes. He's talking about all the sous chefs, you know, the the um, executive chefs. You And see, that's my thing. That is why, that's the one aspect of this that I really find appalling, because- right. You were seriously making bank, but as Dan said, the man who's helping to prepare this, the the dishwasher, the person that's cleaning up the kitchen, he living like garbage. Or as one of my favorite people would say is, we bringing all the clients in. We the <laughs> one that's making you all the monies. They the money makers. Basically, my stance on tipping is to ban it, get rid of it. Pay everyone whatever whatever the minimum wage is. You can pay them more, sure. If you get a rebellion and people walk out, okay, there's always somebody willing to do a job. Well, you know, what's crazy is that's something else. You know, I did a just a little bit of research. Everything I'm saying today, slightly off the cuff, but I did do a little bit of research and there's actually a shortage because of that reason. There's a shortage of cooks. Kitchen, that's what I was about to say. Kitchen staff, mm-hmm. because of that reason, because they are starting to revolt. They find it unfair, which it is unfair. Yeah. And that's why I say ban it, pay everyone. Because in some countries, do you know it is insulting to offer right. a tip? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so correct. this, um, well, I'm going to get in. I'm going to get into my bag in a minute. Uh, do we tip? Becky, do you tip? And what do you typically tip? I do tip. And um, I think I normally do like the standard. What's the standard? 25%? 18 to 25. Because I know we be getting them Panera. <laughs> Panera drive is like $3 and shit. <laughs> that, we, that's like 8%. <laughs> and you tip? I do tip. And depending on the level of service that I have received, I will tip anywhere from 18 to 25. I stopped tipping but i used to so i used to work at domino's i was one of the store managers and that's where i first saw the two dollars and 13 cent an hour at for some of my drivers and i'm Mm. like whoa and i realized that yo they were bringing in some some pretty good money but they lived off of your gratuity Mm -hmm. so i'm like since i i've been in the industry i know the types of people that 
you know, they they depend on you to tip them. So I started tipping left and right. And I was a big tipper for a while because I'm like, these my brothers and sisters right here. (laughs) And then I started to notice something once I moved to New Orleans. So New Orleans is different for many reasons. One, it's a tourist city. Mm -hmm. So a lot of a lot of our infrastructure is built on hospitality. That's correct. That's why a lot of these people can make sixty, seventy, eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Other places, not so much. If you go to Topeka, wherever the fuck state that is, yeah, you probably not. So there's that, and then I realized there's almost like a what, what do you call it? An entitlement. I remember one day I was eating at <clears throat> uh, you remember now it's Shoney's over there by my mama house. Mm-hmm. It's um Legacy Kitchen now. Mm-hmm. Eating at Shoney's, and they had this damn menu. That started at 9 p.m., right? Right. So sat down, we ordered, and I think I, I was eating with my mama. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I want to get X, Y, and Z. So the bitch said, you can't get that until 9 o'clock. Why she got to be a bitch? Man, let me finish my story. <laughs> so she said, you can't get that to 9 o'clock. So I said, it's 8.57. Well... You just going to have to order it at 9 o'clock. I said, how about I order it now and you bring it out at 9 o'clock? No, this ain't how it works. So what y'all going to do? Well, I'm going to get my food because I'm hungry. I've been sitting here for a while. So I said, okay, come back in three minutes. She came back at 9 o'clock. I ordered the 9 o'clock meal. So, and we kept, well, me, I'm petty. I kept having to run back and forth for other shit. Can I get some plastic utensils? I don't need off a restaurant uh, utensils. Oh, can I get some this? Can I get a refill? Can I get that? I left like three pennies on the table for as a tip. It's like you 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 have to earn your tip. You can't just expect that shit. And another thing I realized or I noticed is, and I, I noticed this too when I was working at Domino's, is black people are looked at as stereotypically not poor tippers or, or mm-hmm. no tippers. And when we come into a restaurant in a group, Nobody really wants to fucking serve us. That's absolutely correct. And that's why when I, when you asked the question, I said, depending on the service, the service, because, and that's something that my mom will tell you about me. I walk into a restaurant and I tend to respect everybody except Dan. So I will give. You're going to respect this house? (laughs) I will give everybody a level of respect. Now, if I'm to continue respecting you, it's going to be based on the level of respect that you show me. So I walk into a place and they treat me as they should, like every other patron who is there to spend my money in your establishment. I am a very generous tipper. Like I said, anybody who's gone out places with me will tell you that. Now, As Dan said, I could also be a petty bitch and I will spend an exorbitant amount of money and leave you a note that says, fix your face when I ask you to bring me X, Y, and Z and I've been here an hour and I never received it or, you know, I didn't get a refill or you didn't come back to check on me. I will leave a note that at the very top, it says tip. Treat your customers with respect. So you are leaving a tip. Yes. <laughs> tip. Treat your customer with respect. You know, the respect that is due someone who is spending money in your establishment. I did that. I I can't even remember where we were, but I'd asked for ketchup. It was a group of us, and 
all around us, you know, people were being checked on and everything else. Didn't check on us. I was still waiting for the ketchup. 45 minutes later, still didn't have ketchup. And that was my tip. Get me the fucking ketchup I asked you for. Now, I'm going to I'm going to go. I did look up some stats just to kind of um, get a better idea of the whole service industry as a whole. Right now, I personally feel like I shouldn't have to tip anybody. I do it because I know that's kind of again, that's how they pay their bills. But I shouldn't be paying your employees. You should be paying your employees. And you should be paying them a whatever whatever the market rate for their damn position is. But you know, some so, restaurants have yeah, started some doing do, that. Some do have that. They've been doing that for like 30 years. There's right. a lot no of restaurants right. that That's, do that. That say no tips. So in, in doing some research, right, this is what I found. I found that women make up 71% of tipped servers. Waitresses are twice as likely to use food stamps as the general population. Most tip servers don't know that federal law requires employers to make sure their tipped workers earn at least minimum wage after tips. That rarely happens, however. According to the Department of Labor, 84% of restaurants were in violation of the federal wage law. Mm -hmm. They did not pay their workers the difference between what they actually made and minimum wage. Mm -hmm. On average, non-white tipped employees make 56% less than their white counterparts. Mm -hmm. In one study conducted by Cornell University and Mississippi College, white servers were tipped significantly more even by black customers. According to researchers at UC Berkeley, Oh, I always wanted to use that in a sentence, too. UC Berkeley, uh, their labor center. American tipping was used widely to keep free slaves poor. According to their research, many white employers resented having to pay former slaves, and tipping was a legal way around providing actual wages. The federal minimum wage has changed multiple times over the past few years, decade or so. Tipped minimum wage. Has cha- hasn't changed since the 90s. It's been $2.13. That's correct. And lastly, the Restaurant Association's website claims that the median take-home pay for tip servers is $16 to $22 an hour. But those same workers, according to BLS, made just $9.01 an hour. And BLS stands for Bureau of Labor Statistics. Something that... um. You said why I know you said that these workers don't know the majority of them do do not know Mm -hmm. that their employer is supposed to make up the difference. And I thought about as you were saying it, I thought about why, you know, the justification that some employers would have for not doing that is because most tips are in cash and the server actually has a duty to report that and they don't. So it's almost like, you know, that yourself in the foot. kind. Yeah. You know, the employer is like, I know she made money or I know he made money. He's not reported to me what he's made. I'm not about to make up the difference because I know they got money in their pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, they need to come up with a new system that doesn't allow servers to self self, 
police or self-report. Now, the thing is, this is why, as I said, you know, we alluded to earlier, there are a lot of restaurants who no longer allow tips. And there's not a lot. That that actually is. There there are restaurants, but they are in the (laughs) great minority. Well, a lot when you say when you think nationwide, there there are there are many. Not not everyone should do this, honestly. How do we feel? And I want to start with you, Becky, about the restaurants you go to that automatically aggregate. Oh, baby. I don't like that. I don't like it at all. Oh, no. I don't. I wouldn't pay it. Be, well, one thing is most of the time when I see that, it's when you say, have a large party. Yeah, when you have a large party, um, I think it's the smallest I've seen is like a party of four or five, anything over that, and you have automatic gratuity added to your bill see but even then that's like going back to what i said about the entitlement you see a large party you like i ain't got to do shit for them and i'm still and i'm good. still getting mm-hmm. and, and you know what i have a story about that so wait answer the question first though do i believe in that yeah no and then just to let y'all know it's a little fyi you don't have to pay that tip and I know that by experience as well. Mm-hmm. Personal experience. Shit, I know by personal experience, you ain't got to pay for the meal either. <laughs> so, um, where were we? What, what's that damn PF Chang's? That is. So, PF Chang. Frozen Chinese food. So, my cousin wanted to go there for her birthday. That shit sound good right now, though. <laughs> but look, frozen ass Chinese food, huh? <laughs> so, there are about 12 of us. In the party. And um, once again, it was a situation where we were dining while black. So everywhere around us, you know, now when when the servers approached us, there were two because we were a rather large party. They were there were two servers. So male and female. OK, gravy. So I'm thinking, man, we getting extra servers, you know, so we go get some extra good service. You know, we got two. So, you know, that neither he or she are going to be run off the rails. Over the course of the night, food never made it to certain people in our party. Drinks never got refilled. Now, there are two servers. Restaurant, and this, this is a rest, the P.F. Chang's in Baton Rouge on corporate. Um, So, I'm looking, me, I started looking around, you know, surveying the lay of the land. So, we were this large party of black people. I look around and guess what? We were the spots in a sea of milk, mm. right? Everybody around us getting excellent service. I'm clocking all of this. I'm like, okay. So then it comes time to pay the bill. So I get up and I asked the hostess to speak to the manager. And so the manager comes and speaks to me and I tell him, we have someone in our party that received a bill but never received food. But you you brought her a bill. You handed her a portfolio with a receipt. So I'm sitting up here like, so, you know, I'm telling him this. And I said, and furthermore, automatically a gratuity was added. I said, I know I, for one, I'm not paying this gratuity at all. And so he was like, you know, we're so sorry. Let me see what happened. So he goes back into the kitchen. He comes out with a bag all boxed up. It was her food. Had been sitting wherever the hell they keep it. Just never got sent. And then never got brought out. And so I'm like, 
we've been we we were literally npf chains you know large party we having a good having a good time talking or whatever we were in there for over 45 minutes so for 45 minutes she ate food that we had mm. and her food's been sitting there and you actually want to box it up and give it to me that that that's what you want to do that's not a great solution for that <laughs> you know that, you know you know they call it a doggy bag right <laughs> right um you know so no minim- we we didn't pay it minimum wage right yep i want to i want to give y'all a scenario and we'll start with me this time hold on what was the last one because i didn't go whether or not we believed in the, the, oh, the whole gratuity yeah. gratuity being added regardless fuck and- them living off of a prayer mm-hmm so living off of a minimum wage, right? Right. A 40-hour work week making minimum wage, mm-hmm. that will get you $580 bi-weekly, $1160 a month before taxes. Let's subtract 12% for taxes, right? I don't even, I don't even know if that's bi-weekly right. Bi-weekly or semi-monthly? Bi-weekly. That's a difference. Okay. Bi-weekly, and then you would get 1160 per month before taxes. Mm-hmm. So I just made up a random number as far as the um, taxes, 12%. That'll give us $1,040 per month to live off of. So let's try to make this work right quick, right? We need somewhere to live. Mm-hmm. We need a way to get around. Mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. We need food, utilities, uh, hopefully some insurances in there. So with ten forty a month, psh, let me... Break out the calculator, Wait, your too. boy Spurlock, didn't he do that? Morgan, Morgan. Spurlock, man, yeah, that he, dude's a fucking sham. He did it. He he did that whole McDonald working. 30 days min- bullshit. Yeah, yeah, working working minimum wage situation. He did that. So I'm making 1040 a month, all right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to find somewhere to live for about $600 a month. Wait, how much? 600 How you going to do that? Where you going to find somewhere cheaper? <laughs> How you gonna do that? Where are you gonna find somewhere cheaper? See, and men, we got it good because we can find Section Eight baby mamas, but uh, that's for another episode. Oh Lord! All right, so I'm spending six hundred a month on rent. That leaves me with four forty, right? I'm sorry. I'm I'm thinking about the Cosby episode with. <laughs> oh, where with, he took the furniture out? Yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought you was just like I'm thinking about Cosby. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, so yeah. I got four hundred and forty dollars yeah. to play with. I'm going to need a mode of transportation. I'm going to have to say it's going to be the bus. So I'm going to put another fifty dollars a month in transportation, and that's catching buses to and from everywhere I need to go. Right. Mm-hmm. I got three ninety left. Right. Mm-hmm. I still need to pay utilities, uh, electric, whatever. Mm-hmm. Say you need a phone. A hundred dollars a month for a hundred dollars a month. Shit, that might be electricity. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hundred dollars a month for electricity. Can't afford cable, so my phone. I'm gonna get me a Boost Mobile. Fifty dollars a month. I'm down to two forty. Um, what else I need? Um, I don't think you've eaten yet. Okay, I need food. I think I could get by on sixty dollars a month for food. Wait, peanut what? butter and jelly and ramen single, noodles. Single person. Single person. Wait, what you eating for sixty dollars a month? Trust me, I, I can make. Now, <laughs> if there's make. one thing I can do, I can make sixty dollars last a month as far as food. Um, I'm not going to be eating well, but now I'm down to one eighty. Man, what else do I need? I clothes. got clothes. 
clothes, that's not really a monthly expense for me. That's like one-time stuff. Wait, you know what? Never mind. I forget, I forget who I'm speaking when with. When the fucking last time I bought some new clothes? <laughs> exactly. I forget who Actually, I'm nope. With. I just got some new clothes because Becky bought me two new workout shirts. Yeah, Becky did. Um, So I got my phone. I got my place to live. I got my transportation. I'm going to say another $50 a month for entertainment, even though I probably can't afford it. But living like this, I'm going to need to be entertained, damn it. <laughs> now I got $130 left. Hopefully, by making minimum wage... That'll cover the cost of my uh, health insurance mm. because God forbid you get sick. Got oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just throw the last 130 at health insurance. So there we go. I got a $600 a month apartment. I got a $50 phone. Oh, shit. You got to buy the phone too, but that's a one-time expense. I got a $50 um, monthly phone, $100 utilities, $50 riding around on the buses and shit, $50 for entertainment. That that's about it, and the rest goes to healthcare. Mm-hmm. Now I know there are there are millions of people without healthcare because of scenarios mm-hmm. like this, but I would try my best to get healthcare. Becky, make a ten forty work for you. I know I can't. She spent all ten forty on food every month. Yep, ten forty. Honestly, ten forty is not ten forty. Really doesn't work for anybody. The way people subsist is because of government programs. Yeah. As as somebody we know and, and love to hate always says, if it was not for government assistance, we all would be eating $50 hamburgers. And that's real. If it wasn't for <laughs> government assistance. Oh, yeah. Right. See, but I have a problem with that, though. Because you can't pay. Well, you know, you, you but you can understand the logic behind it. In it's order, flawed logic. In order for... The McDonald's worker to actually get paid a living wage, cost of the burger would have to go up. Not necessarily. The profit margin would have to go down. Yeah, but then if I'm not making a profit, why am I in business? You are making a profit. But the reason why I'm in business is because people are investing in my company. Shareholders will not invest in my company, therefore giving me influxes of the cash that I need if I am not profitable enough for them. See, so it's it's all about this capitalistic society that we live at in. At the mm-hmm. end of the day, see, you're talking about the white supremacy um, <laughs> society that we live in. And I white know... White capitalist wine! I know that, personally me, and lots of people that I know, if we know that you are providing a livable wage for your for your employees at the expense of some of your profits, we would support your business more than we would support a McDonald's that pays seven twenty five an hour. But at the end of the day, I don't know about that because you drive up to McDonald's and ask for a Big Mac meal, and they tell you fifteen dollars. No, we're not. We're not increasing the prices though. What at the, the places wait, I'm wait, talking wait, about wait, is wait, if you wait. cut, if you cut <laughs> profit to going, your shareholders. Cut profits, period. Cut the profit margin, and you use some of that money to pay your employees. Do you know Starbucks voted multiple times one of the best co- companies in America to work at? Do you know how people, especially my people in their Ugg boots, wanting the pumpkin spice <laughs> lattes and shit? Do you know how how they uh, view Starbucks? Starbucks does not 
they don't they don't do what Mickey D's does. Starbucks will cut their profit margin in order to create this workplace. And then you know what? If I go home and I'm like, yo, Becky, I just started working at Starbucks. I got fucking health care. I work part time. I'm making twelve dollars and fifty cents. And they an pay hour. in tuition too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get my tuition reimbursement. Yep. Becky's gonna she's gonna tell that to somebody else who's gonna tell that to somebody else to tell that and they're gonna be like, shit, we fucks with Starbucks. Let's go buy some damn coffee. Well, and that's why millions of Americans buying that high dollar. But you see, Starbucks is already high. People pay $7 Okay, for some let me, coffee. Let me translate for people not from New Orleans. By saying Starbucks is high, she means that they're rather expensive. <laughs> not that they are on drugs. <laughs> they may be. Starbucks is they, on. They may be. No, nah, so all I'm saying is... Like, this goes back to the old adage you hear as a child. Treat people like you would want to be treated. You want to be treated, right. Now, if you would rather me be more concerned with my money over your happiness and your comfortability working for me, that I think you have your priorities backwards. I think if you treat the people that work for you as well as... You, you treat yourself. Exactly. will work for you. I, I, I see where you're going. You know what I have a problem with, honestly? I have a problem with the CEOs making multi-million oh dollars. Oh, and then when they get fired, they take six, seven million dollars yep. with a golden parachute. And that's right. And they continue to take that kind of money out because of their pension uh-huh. plans. I I have a problem with that. But as I said, and as you said on the Awakened Soul podcast, this is America. Mm-hmm. And once again. It is a capitalistic society. And on top of the capitalism that, you know, that old adage is a doggy dog world. Yep. It is as well. You know, I'm not looking out for the next man. I'm as, as long as I have what I have, it's up to you to get yours. And that's the way CEOs, well, some of them, not all of them, but the majority of them, that's the way these companies, these big businesses, that's the way they feel. You know, as long as we're making a profit, we go put the crush on everything else. Mm-hmm. We go squeeze as much as we can squeeze. Now, uh, there are, are some developments with the Fair Labor Standards Act um, that may potentially impact people. Mm-hmm. There have been some proposals to make some adjustments to it. Okay, more amendments. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um... One of the things that that the Fair Labor Standards Act or the FLSA um, describes is the difference between um, a exempt employee and a mm. non-exempt employee. Right. Um, someone who is exempt from overtime um, is typically a salaried employee. Right. Right. So they make the same amount of money at a regular frequency. Right. So every two weeks they make the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um. Regardless how many hours they work in that week. You can work 2,000 hours. You still. But honestly, that is not always true, though. No. Generally. Right. So um, the Fair Labor Standards Act uh, puts out a litmus test for each for a position Mm -hmm. to state whether or not it is exempt or not exempt. Right. One of those rules is that you have to. make a minimum of $23,666 or or more to be classified as a exempt employee. 
Obama suggested that they increase that rule or that limit to $47,476. So that's almost doubling it in order for people to be considered exempt. Right. And and I think that had to do with, um, well, no, I'm lying. Strike that thought. Continue back. So the big thing that that employers were fearing is that, okay, I'm going to have to reclassify all these people mm-hmm. that I'm paying salaried right. um, as hourly employees. Right. My profits are going to shrink tremendously because I have to pay have these to pay people these overtime, overtime. Right. which is time and a half. And I think, um, wait, didn't that pass though? Because there were a lot of people that were reclassified there 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 was a portion of it that was re that was done but not everything got applied okay i know that happened at my job they had all these people on Mm. salary Mm. and Mm. they they didn't qualify to be on salary so then the company had to move them back down to hourly when they didn't qualify yeah, they didn't meet the requirements. I don't think they didn't so, qualify. I think they they voluntarily wanted to be non-exempt. No, no. <laughs> this was because it was this militant brother. Uh-oh. And the militant brother, he he had a pretty good brain on him, but he's much like me, but he was he's more uh aggressive. Wait, he's more aggressive. Yes. Mm. And he used his brain to print out all this shit and run it by hr and run it by the uh owner of the company like these people do not qualify for and then he got them riled up too so so it's kind of like collective bargaining union (laughs) so he got them riled up and they're like yeah because we don't do this yeah we don't do that yeah shit you right you right we are getting ripped off so the company had to move him back down to hourly so to spite them he gave them like a dollar fifty less the company owner gave them like a dollar fifty less than they were originally making hourly. Mm-hmm. I said, "Damn, ain't that about a bitch?" <laughs> so yeah, that that was another little little controversy that um, came out of the Fair Labor Standards Act and the Department of Labor, um, which they the proposal was recent was released um, in March of this. Uh, well, no, it's planned to be released. A new plan is plan is supposed to be released in March of next year to adjust the overtime rules. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh oh. But you know that we we mentioned earlier the exception because there is an exception wherein exempt employees would qualify for overtime. Correct. Right. I think um it has something to do with paid time off hours with paid time off if they don't accrue those or get those. Okay. I think it has something to do with that. Because okay. I'm not clear on that. I just threw it out there mm-hmm. for the people who actually do know that are saying, no, wait, wait a minute. Exempt, man, exempt don't nobody here. like that listen to us. Yeah, man. They um, Look, smart people. What his name is? Dale, Dan. Dale, uh-huh. You know, Dale, look, Dale checked your ass, so now what? He ain't checked me, he checked yeah, Paul. Yeah, no, he checked, he checked somebody. He checked somebody. Um, Becky, did you? were you able to make the money work? No. Okay, let's just give it your best shot. Um. Well, most likely I would pay a little bit more in rent than six hundred dollars. Right, because Beck yeah. says she ain't living in the hood. Well, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll be your calculator. We got ten forty. How much you paying in rent? Uh, seven fifty. 
You got this ain't funny, but it's funny. You got two hundred and ninety dollars left. Damn, two hundred and ninety dollars left. I gotta pay my electric bill. How um, much your electric bill? Uh, I'd say like seventy five bucks a month. Okay, you got two fifteen now. Hmm. Um, I'd take the bus, or you'd have to, or bum rides if I could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where yeah. carpool. Mm. Or carpool, you know, try try to make it work somehow. That's right. I think your $50 was about right. Okay, we're down to 165 So, so far, we have somewhere to live. We have uh, electricity. We got some rides. Mm-hmm. And I need to eat, right? Straight up. Mm-hmm. I can't, I don't think I can see 60 bucks <laughs> on food. So Not a month. You know, so maybe like 100 Okay, you got $65 left. Mm. Um, I haven't paid for health care. Nope. Um, nor no, entertainment. You ain't got no phone. Yeah, I, d- I don't have a phone. So th- I think that, um, what, is it 50 or 35 bucks a month? I can do straight talk. 50. Yeah, you can do a $35 <laughs> plan. Yeah. Okay, let's Metro PCS. Yeah. Okay, you got $30. $30 left. I think that needs to go into some savings. Wow. Incidental. What, what the fuck you going wow. to $30? Well, you know, $30 can grow if she's doing it every In two weeks. In 10 months, that'll be $300. Well, well that's, that's a that's, that's, uh, a little I, parachute. I understand. I understand. Incidentals. Okay. I you got know? you. I got you. $30 a month. Okay. And let me see you make ten forty work for you. And there's there's a reason why I'm doing this, which is why I went back to it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna make it work. How ten forty? Mm-hmm. All right, number one, I ain't paying to stay nowhere because I'm living with mama, and mama paying the bills. Man, we're assuming you, you said are no. On your damn own. that! You did not say you that. Are, you are on. No, your own. You, damn that! You did not say that. You're not changing the rules. No, the thing is, you. I thought it was pretty clear that no nope, you, you said make it work your own and let me tell you the only way i'm making 10 what is it 94 the only way i'm making 1040 work is if i'm living with mama and i ain't paying no rent well yeah, what about what about a roommate no see that that's basically where we're going with this however i just want to see if <laughs> on your own you have no support system can so, you make 1040 work? honestly that's the other thing that I was going to say, what Beck just suggested. Seriously, $600, you living in a shithole. $750, you living in a shithole. Wait, you need, I'll resent that. You need, you need a roommate. And so you looking in the classifiers for a roommate. And if you rent, like, you, they have a house and maybe you have two or three roommates. Mm-hmm. Right? So say we have two, I have... Two roommates and me. So that's three of us in a three-bedroom. Three-bedroom go run you what? I'm going to set that bitch on fire because you <laughs> fucking up the whole flow of shit, man. Why? Because you on your own. I can't but be on my own with 1040. There are millions of people that do this shit every, every day. Month. I know. But the thing is, they are living foul. And that's, I mean... Damn, no she just disrespect. called y'all lifestyle <laughs> No, really. God no damn. disrespect to anybody that's doing this i have mad respect for single parents who are doing this shit single people married couples who are actually doing this because there are people out there that is that are doing it i couldn't it would be a struggle and i know y'all struggling that's where support systems and government assistance comes in because if you didn't have that 
You can't do that. See, but the problem is, and this is one of the things I was going to point out going forward, is women can rely on um, government government assistance. Women with children can rely on government assistance. Men, we kind of just stuck out here on our own. Now, we can get food stamps in some states. You can. Here in in Louisiana, you can. And you can get SSI. Wait, what? Why would you get that? Because you you're making because minimum you, wage. Because you have low income. SSI, Social Security income, right? So supplemental Social Security income. Ah, okay. I don't know nothing about that. All right, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so but that that's I was going to run through a few different scenarios, but let's just kind of cut to the chase. So there are people out here making that. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, pre Katrina. If seven twenty five was the minimum wage, and I think it was, mm-hmm. you can make it oh, in yeah. New Orleans oh, pre Katrina yeah. making ten forty a month because the rent five, was low. Right, that five hundred dollar mm-hmm. apartment was actually in the suburbs in mm-hmm. a nice neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But uh, so some places are probably still like this rural areas. You can probably still get apartments for uh, five hundred dollars a month. But yeah, definitely in major metropolitan areas, especially those that are either have been or are um, being gentrified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are going to need all kinds of help. Yeah, support. And another thing, see, women like there's this whole thing online about the dude that flew out. Right. The dude that flew out and shout to uh, VJ Burton on Twitter because she's the one that hit me to this. This dude flew across the country to go see this chick, right? Mm-hmm. The dude bought a one-way ticket because he mm-hmm. couldn't afford a round trip. <laughs> so she was kind of pressing him on it and was like, did you buy a round trip? So he's like, yeah. Well, you only show me a one-way. Nah, that's because I had bought them separately. I bought two separate uh, one-way, one-way tickets. tickets. Mm-hmm. So she was like, bitch, do you know what a round trip is? <laughs> so um, then he he was telling her online, I guess they met online, that He's going to take her out and do this, that, and the other. So he get there, roll up. They go to the pizza place. And he claims that he, like, left his wallet or didn't have any money or something. And mm-hmm. then he tried to give the pizza people a fake credit card and fake name and mm-hmm. all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it turns out the dude was broke, broke. He had nowhere to go. Couldn't afford a hotel room. So she kicked him out the apartment. And he like, but where am I supposed to go? See, I was just coming here to chill with you. And, uh... Basically, he just wanted to lay up in her house so and and get some pussy, too, while he was there. <laughs> and I'm like, I kind of feel sorry for the dude. Why? And that's what that's what she said. Um, you brought this on yourself. You did this to you. But, I mean, the reason I kind of feel sorry for him is he's a black man. And black men, there's a lot of us, not all of us, that are used to... Having women financially support, support. us, mm-hmm. laying up on their couches while they go to work, spending their, like I said earlier, just joking, not joking, but talking about uh, finding a Section 8 baby mama, but mm-hmm. spending their government benefits, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. driving their car, mm-hmm. eating cereal while they at work. Playing PlayStation. Yeah, doing all that Call shit. of Duty. Mm-hmm. And, just, and I know someone that's just like this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's sad that you, you've become so accustomed to that that you think this is how it's supposed to be and this is how shit works. Because this is what society... I mean, we, we did a show about that. This is Oh, yeah, what, the tax, uh, tax season come up. Right. This is what society 
has driven black men too. Society is set up to do this. And just like society is set up to keep minorities, right? Keep minority on public assistance. I mean, not that you can't bring yourself up and get rid of that, but everything is stacked against you. The odds are stacked against you doing that because it's generational for the most part. As you said, why would I go to work when my baby mama on Section 8, she getting food stamps, AFDC, she's getting she's getting um, other government assistance, child care. She's doing all of this, plus she got a job. I'm chilling because... That's called if, living large in the hood. Right. I'm chilling because if we got married, she wouldn't be able to do that. Yep. If um, and they I do, got a job... Um, they do, uh, like, I don't know, cell sweeps or whatever, where... Like my boy, his baby mama paid forty dollars for the, that was their rent, right? Mm-hmm. He would stay there, but every so often he would have to leave have for to leave. a few days That's because correct. someone would come would to the checks. house, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I call that shit a sale check. Right. What, they, what they, you call that shit? I don't they know, inspection do or something. And they do that, and if they see signs of a male in the home, nigga, don't you leave a, your Timberlands out. Right, Take you, them bitches with you. You have a problem. And then you said something else that I wanted to make a comment on. We speak a lot about gentrification on this show. And the reason why we doing that or the reason why we do that is because this is really another way that we see white privilege being reflected in our community. You know, the the places that we have partitioned and we've taken as our own places where we can be comfortable amongst our own they are actually actively being taken from people of color. Oh, no, we're just coming in there and we're making your neighborhoods look better. Right. And the problem is, you know, that whole better thing, and it's happening in New Orleans a lot, creeping into these neighborhoods and basically making it so that the people who originally lived there can no longer afford to live there. Dan mentioned prior to Hurricane Katrina, you know, $500, you could get a nice apartment in a very nice At neighborhood. The Sugar Mill. The Sugar Mill was the Sugar Mill's an apartment complex in Kenner, right there by the damn lake, by uh, Treasure Chest Casino. They used to be $460 for a one bedroom apartment, and by no means is that the hood. It, it kind of became the hood afterwards, but now their rent's like seven, eight hundred dollars for mm-hmm. a, a one bedroom, and you're like, damn. And you talking about efficiencies? A hundred percent increase in uh in that. So, yeah. mm-hmm. like uh, let's let's fly through this real quick. Raising the minimum wage because we've already determined that minimum wage is not a livable wage. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like yeah, you got to have a support system and kind of everyone put their shit together, make it work. So should we raise the minimum wage? If yes, what do you think is reasonable? If no, why? I think we should raise the minimum wage in increments over time. Um, similar to how uh, there's cost of living adjustments, I think that there should be minimum wage adjustments scheduled. Um, reason being is because you want to shocking industries and employers and things like that you you want to have a gradual adjustment whose side are you on continue (laughs) 
Thank you. Um, so, yes, I do agree that we should have um, a higher minimum wage, but I think it should be. What would the first into. increment be from where we are now at 725? From 720, I think the, the national, whatever the net, um, whatever state has the highest minimum wage now. California. Probably. So would they have to adjust their minimum wage as a result of? No, I don't think so. They I can keep a lot it of, their minimum wage. I think a lot of people would leave California if that were the case, if they can make minimum wage. Same amount somewhere else. Yeah, and, and lower at cost a lower of living. cost of living. Right. Okay. And, and there's, there's obviously, it's, it's a tough thing to balance. Do I think that minimum wage should be raised? Absolutely. Um, off the top of my head, I would say $10 an hour with yeah, $10 an hour. I mean, a lot of people are, they're crying for $15 an hour, but we're going to get into that. And what do you think? All right. So as with a lot of our topics, I have a bit of ambivalence. And the reason why. Wait, hold on. What the ambulance mean? Shut up, fool. I don't know that word. Anyway, the reason why I'm on the fence is because when you raise the minimum wage, that affects big business as well as small businesses. So you think about these mom and pop shops that can't afford to pay a worker $10 or $12. Man, whose side is you on? Or 15. I am on the side of everybody, but realizing that somebody who is like a a corner corner store, right? You you own a corner store, Mm -hmm. you are not making millions of dollars, yet you raise the minimum wage and Maybe at this corner store, currently, the fact that you're making seven twenty five is offset by you may have a a, a, a SEP my, my, pension my. plan. You might have some uh, health insurance coverage sponsored by the at um, a corner store. <laughs> wait, look, man, look. I use the corner store <laughs> as an example. <laughs> Thank you. I need to fill out an application you know at this damn corner store. You know? I'm just saying, okay, let's say a clothing store. Because I'd just be like this, going back to the corner store, I walk in there, I'd be like, look, my nigga, sell some more, <laughs> sell some more Swisher Sweets. You, you can know? cover all this shit. I'm saying, so let, let's let say it's a, it's a small boutique clothing store, right? And so, like I said, not millionaire status, not billionaire status, yet when you raise the minimum wage, these people have to pay their workers this minimum wage. And because they have to pay these workers this minimum wage, either they have to charge higher for the clothing, which means less people come in to buy, or they have to cut benefits that they may have. Or cut their hours right. for the employee. So, I mean, it's a mixed bag. Yes, it, it helps the worker in one way. You know, it it helps society as a whole, but it hurts small business. Man, my shit is, look, if the difference between seven twenty five an hour and ten dollars an hour will make or break your business, you shouldn't even be in business. Not true. But um, so that's a reality though. That's real. Right. Not only do they have to pay their workers more, they also have to pay taxes right to the government right. on you know their, on their portion. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. on their portion. So let's use fifteen dollars an hour as the standard because Damn. that's what everyone. Is, that's what they want. Yeah, that's what they want. And that's a lot, minimum bro. wage. So, how, just want a couple more scenarios. How would this affect us? What does that do? If we move McDonald's, Burger King, 
all minimum wage unskilled positions to $15 an hour. What does that do to the people who do have skilled positions making 30, 40, 50 grand a year? If I saw a McDonald's <laughs> worker get closer, like let's say you go work for McDonald's, eh? Not, hell no. But <laughs> let's just say I'm a administrative assistant and I make 45 grand a year. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how that breaks down hourly. That might be like 18, 19 dollars an hour, maybe. Um, anybody want to do some math? Mm-hmm. Unison. Okay, um, but I'm guessing that's about eighteen, nineteen dollars an hour at forty-five grand a year. I can't have Mc- people working at McDonald's that don't have the skill set that I have. Twenty-one sixty-three an hour. Twenty-one sixty-three. Okay, still, I'm going to need a raise because now people that work minimum wage jobs, they they can afford a lot of the luxuries that I can afford. Let me re. I don't know how I want to word that. So let me just say, if all right, if I'm making forty five grand a year, we've established that at twenty, let's just say twenty two dollars, and I'm a skilled professional. I got all kinds of degrees, college degrees, and there's that and other experience. If someone who is unskilled, coming straight out of high school, can work at a McDonald's and make fifteen dollars an hour, they're breathing down my neck, and I'm a skilled professional. I'm going to need a raise, Becky. I can agree with that logic. Um. Either they would, like you said, <laughs> go work for McDonald's. Go work for McDonald's. Because I don't have to be stressed out listening listening to this boss tell me to do X, Y, and Zs, fucking around with these Excel spreadsheets, got the boss breathing down my neck. I could just be in the window talking about, you want pickles on that? Yep. Um, I, I would also say that, hey, I need a raise. If I want to stay in my skilled position... <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, I would need a a, a raise, um, or um, maybe I might try to get my degree in something else. Shit, then you about to spend some more go- money. <laughs> you forty five years old talking about some. I'm going back to school. I hate shit, that. shit. Some people do that. That shit is stupid. You no. should have went to school for the right shit in the first fucking no, wait, place. No, wait, wait. You talking about right shit? I once again personal experience. A lady that I graduated from law school with. When she we, dumb. When we started the program, she actually did it to go make more money. And that's real. This lady was 56, I think she was, 56 years old. She she was a registered nurse, went to law school, took those three years, got her degree, and is now the administrator of a hospital. Like Good for her because and, she old. <laughs> Why she got to be old? Man, she done went to school for another four years, be 60 years old, Three talking years. about some. Three years. Yeah. 59 when we graduated and stepped out into like this sweet ass job. I knew somebody else. Now she was young. She was my age. She had been um, an engineer with Exxon, went to law school, and is now like a lobbyist in D.C. Dang. Man. So dreams really can come, come true. Like people do it all the time. They go back that shit. to get an an advanced degree. Another episode, because that's some stupid shit. If you <laughs> if you fifty five years old talking about I'm a freshman, nigga, please. Um, look. So I'm gonna just run through the rest of this. Um, would and should this increase going to fifteen dollars an hour? Would would and should that increase the cost of goods and services? In my opinion, no, it should not. But of course, it would. Right, yep. because that's like I said what? before, capitalist society. 
we are programmed to this cost is going to go to the consumer. We're not we're not going to take the hit for this. Would we are going to pass it on. Should would and should this in the <laughs> would and should this increase the cost of living, rent, etc. Um, it should not, but but again, it will. Of course, it would because you make it more money. You can afford to pay me more. If the cost, if the cost would, if raising minimum wage brings the cost up of the cost of living and goods and services, what would be a way to combat that? And my answer would be some sort of legislation. No, well, you alluded to it earlier. If corporations would actually eat the cost, like lessen their profits so that their workers wage would be increased but like i said on the flip side of that i lessen my profit then people won't invest in my company then you know man i'm gonna rig james your company <laughs> fuck your fuck your company darkness is okay y'all know what time it is oh lord ask an attorney no oh fuck, i don't even know if we have one. Oh yeah we do wait wait this i'm not, not sure dan's monologue is it you ready you ready Y'all know what time it is? It's Dan's, Dan's monologue, monologue, motherfucker. Fucker, 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 fucker. <laughs> Back like, hell no, I ain't echoing this shit. I said it countless times on this podcast that I grew up poor, and I'm talking dirt poor. So poor that I couldn't go out on field trips because my mama couldn't afford to give me $5 for lunch or whatever. We lived in horrible conditions in the 80s. Roaches, rats, no AC. We had to use the oven for heat. That's some shit Becky just learned like last year using the oven for heat. Oh, Wait, yeah. And real? extending the soap. Yeah. Too. I'm like, she, it was cold as shit. It was like last year, something was cold. And, and you she told her to turn the oven on? No, she baked something and then closed the oven and turned it off. I'm like, you better leave that motherfucker open. Yeah. Wait, and extending the soap, you didn't press them together? Oh, we used to make, oh yeah, we used to make bars of soap. No, she talking about we water down a hand soap Oh, when it gets to the bottom. Mm -hmm. See, so yeah, we had to use the oven for heat, boil water to take baths. That's how poor we was. I mean, people want to clown people for having mattresses on the floor. The floor was my mattress. So I've seen life from being that poor to being fairly comfortable. My mama started as a Wendy's worker making minimum wage, getting food stamps on the side, to making six figures as an IT professional. So I've seen the difference between making $7,000 per year and $107,000 per year. Not everyone is afforded the same opportunity my mama had. So not everyone will work their way out of poverty. Poverty is usually generational. And making it out, your chances are probably about as good as that kid who thinks he's going to the NBA. Mm -hmm. So that said, if we raise minimum wage, I think there will be a huge shift in how much everything costs. Not out of necessity, but out of spite. McDonald's hamburgers would cost, as Ann said earlier, $15. A gallon of milk will cost $24. A dinner for two at Applebee's, one of the shittiest restaurants you can eat at, will cost $75. And you know that's a crime. Hmm. Uh, I think the unemployment rate would actually skyrocket because you know after... Should I like Applebee's? Man, they got some good drinks. Applebee's nasty. So after, like, the unemployment would skyrocket, after the recession in 2007, businesses realized they could have the same amount of productivity with fewer employees. Mm -hmm. Corporate greed and resentful business owners would use this as an opportunity to stick it to the American people 
further increasing their profit margins, all while blaming it on raising minimum wage. That's correct. Much like health insurance. Uh, the health insurance providers, they blamed their skyrocketing premi- prem- premiums on um, Obamacare. Yep. But then turned around and reported record profits. Yep. So the rent on that $800 a month apartment that you're living in, wherever you are, it'll become $1,100. Because property owners will see it as an opportunity as well. We saw that and we alluded to it earlier after Hurricane Katrina. Pre-Katrina, you can Hmm. get a one bedroom for $500 a month and it was not in the hood. After Katrina, you can't even find a $500 apartment in in the the hood. hood. So a one bedroom in a decent area down here in New Orleans is well over $1,000 now. So basically, I will ride with the poor people until the death because I'm cut from that cloth. But raising the minimum wage to $15 an hour, like people are demanding, it wouldn't eliminate poverty. It would just make $15 an hour the new $7.25 Basically. an hour, an unlivable wage. So I want to hear what the people out here listening think. What do y'all think would happen if we raised the minimum wage to $15 or even $10, $12? What y'all think? Like I said, I. I definitely have to agree with your soliloquy. Man, it's a monologue, <laughs> motherfucker. Motherfucker, fucker, fucker. Man, and that's true. Like you said, $15 would become the new unlivable wage. Ask an attorney, 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 attorney. This is a remix of a question that uh, we got earlier this week. Not not sure if the person wants it shared or not. So what we're going to do is we're just going to remix it a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say somebody breaks into my email, right? Mm -hmm. They hack it, however the fuck they get in. But Mm -hmm. they don't have my permission to be in my emails and shit, right? Mm -hmm. And they read some email emails and print some documents out of my, some confidential documents out of my email. Mm -hmm. What would the recourse be? So what what are they doing with this? Well, I don't know. Well, let me, let me back up. So unauthorized access. I mm-hmm. mean, what what they've done is criminal. All right. Now, let's take this a step further. They're breaking in and they're taking this documentation for a reason. Okay. And that reason is probably going to be something like blackmail or some shit. Right. Get give me this or I'll release that. So extortion is a crime. That's number one. Mm. Now let's say it, they actually release these documents. And let's say that these documents, which I don't know what the documents are. All right, so let's say that this is video and it's compromising video. Louisiana, as well as other states, actually have what's called revenge porn laws. So that within itself is criminal. Cyber stalking, criminal. Um, so, Wait, so how would that be stalking? So I it, let's just it, say I guess I guess your password to your email. I log into your email. That unauthorized access, but and, here's it. And I see these these emails of videos of you doing outrageous shit, which uh-huh. I'm sure you do. Like, <laughs> Wait, and is I this, download is this them. Me personally, is anybody? But we saying <laughs> you. I download them. Not that I would want them shits. I would delete them bitches. Yeah, but whatever. Let's say. Let's you say, knew. Let's say I downloaded them mm-hmm. and then I hit you and I'm like, hey, look, I got because this shit happens to celebrities all the time. All the time. Right. So I got your your video of you and Seal and yeah. um 
you're gonna have to pay me. You do that to Heidi. Pay I, me. I guess pay me. <laughs> Heidi don't want him no more. <laughs> you're gonna have to pay me to make this all go away. All right. So what what we looking at? I that's, said, that's extortion. extortion, unauthorized access. Um, then maybe revenge porn, depending on um the state your states, your particular states, um the language in their statute, it could be cyber stalking because some of these statutes actually say, you know, X, Y, and Z, and they call it cyber stalking, even if you're putting this stuff, if you're putting this stuff out there. So depending on the language, it could be that. Um, I mean, there are several other electronic crimes that that also may fall under, once again, depending upon the language of your state statute. Man, I look at it like this. If I remember back in the day when <laughs> we had um Ray J? Uh-uh, like Black Planet and all those different mm. types of sites. Mm-hmm. And somebody hacked my Black Planet page one time and put all the scrolling text and shit and snowflakes and shit falling <laughs> from it. And I'm looking at this shit and I'm like, you know what? This shit's actually kind of cool. I'm going to just leave it like this. Mm-mm. This has been another episode of Black Law and Legalize. Remember, if you like this show, subscribe, rate. Again, we're looking at our at our um reviews and shit, man. You know, still looking kind of skimpy. We did get a new one, but um, look, look, we get thousands of downloads a month, man. I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, help us, help you there. by right. reviewing us and, and tell us what you want topics. Topic suggestions would yeah. be good. Yeah, topic suggestions, because next week we were going to do a how-to on fleet enemas, but, I mean, <laughs> if y'all could come up with something better. Please, <laughs> please, <laughs> come follow, up with something better. <laughs> follow us across the board on all social media at Black Law Podcast. Once again, I am one of your hosts, Dan. You can follow me on IG and Twitter at I am Dan on Drugs. And my name is Just Ann, and you can follow me at... I tell legal lies on Twitter. And this has been another adventure with Afro Becky. Becky, Becky, Becky. Becky. Yeah, all of that.